Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and in today's episode, I am going to wade out into some very dangerous waters. I'm going to address something that is very controversial, something that um, stirs up significant emotion within us, within many people. It's an issue that is in the news seemingly all the time right now. And so I've titled this podcast, The Trans Controversy, a conscious perspective on the gender identity issue. So in this episode, although it's a little bit off-brand for me, Normally, this is called the Attracting Lasting Love podcast, and we talk about issues related to single people who want to attract a healthy, sustainable relationship. So I admit it's sort of off-brand for me, but there's basically three reasons why I want to do this. First, it's it's a topic that interests me, and so I just want to talk about it. And if you're not interested, you're either not listening or you would turn this off. That's okay. The second is that I think there's a lot of confusion um, on both sides of the political spectrum and and maybe just a lot of confusion amongst us human beings around this issue in general. And I think the perspective that I'm going to share can, can help us understand a little bit and sort of make sense of what's being discussed and what's happening in our world today around this issue. Um, And then the last purpose in doing this is, you know, I mean, call me a narcissist, but I actually think the perspective that I can share here can really move us toward healing. I, I really do think it can create a level of understanding where we understand each other, where the left and the right and the anti-trans kind of community and the trans community can sort of maybe understand each other a bit more and create some harmony and some healing here. So that's why I'm doing this, all right? Now, we're going to be talking about all of these issues, the gender identity issue, the binary, non-binary, the pronoun type of discussion that's going on. So, you know, I heard someone say that they they believe that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of genders and that kind of thing. And that makes sense to the trans community. It it drives the religious right and the political right insane to hear things like that. Okay? So, that's we're going to talk about all this and try to make some sense out of why we seem to think, you know, no matter what side you're on, you think the other side is insane. You think the other side is blind. You think the other side is just kind of lost it. 
okay? But there's a way of looking at this where you can say, oh, well, now I totally get what they're saying, and that makes some sense. I think the perspective I'm going to share here is going to help you recognize that both sides of this discussion are right, but both sides are also wrong. Because both sides take an absolute view of this issue. And so they are right on one level, but they're not right completely. Okay, so that's that's what I want to talk about. Okay, now what I'm not going to talk about is whether or not, you know, the trans type of ideas should be communicated to young children in school. You know, there's a big drag queen thing going on in schools. And the idea there is it helps create tolerance and inclusion and things like that. I'm not going to get into the whole school thing, the grooming thing, right? Nor am I going to get into the sports issue, right? Because there are men who transition or are trans and then they want to compete in women's sports. There was, the, I forget the person's name. I think uh, her, her name was Thomas who was a man and transitioned. Now she's a woman and she was competing in women's swimming and dominating like nobody's business. Okay? So I'm not going to get into all that and comment on that. I simply want to, I want to describe a perspective that I think can bring healing. Okay. So we're all familiar also with our newest Supreme Court justice, Kajani Brown Jackson, and she was famously questioned and asked about to define what a woman is. And of course, she said, you know, I I can't do that or I'm not able to do that. I forget her exact answer, but she was crucified and made fun of for not being able to answer what is a woman, right? But on the trans side, there was an understanding about why. Because they define women or think of gender differently, right? So just that right there is a great example of the divide that we are having in this country around this issue. And the real reason that there's a divide is because we're not talking about the same thing, as you're going to see in just a minute. The right, the religious right, are, are, are looking at this from a singular perspective The trans community and the left are looking at it from a singular perspective, but they're not looking at it from the same perspective. But from each each of their perspectives, they are exactly right. But because they're different perspectives, it appears on the surface that there's this big divide and this big disagreement and each side thinks the other side is completely lost its marbles and is... um, filled with hate and phobia and, you know, judgment and intolerance and nonsense, basically, okay? So let's talk about gender identity, the binary, non-binary thing. So how do, how do I jump into this? I guess what I could say is that if If I was being nominated 
as a Supreme Court justice. Okay? <laughs> you can laugh at that too. Um, and if I was asked, what is a woman? Okay? And even if I'm not being nominated as a Supreme Court justice, if you just ask me, what is a woman? Or what is a man? I would turn around and before I asked, I, before I answered that question, because there is an answer, I would turn around and I would ask you, well, when you're asking me, what is a man or what is a woman? Are you asking that biologically, energetically, or spiritually? Like, from what perspective are you asking me that question? Because depending on what perspective you're asking it from, the answer is different. Sit with that for a second. When we talk about identity, there is a biological identity. When we talk about identity, there is an energetic or we might say a psychological or maybe even use the word emotional identity. And when we talk about identity, there is a spiritual perspective on identity. Now, all three of them are valid. They're valid perspectives on identity. But they are completely different. And depending on what perspective you're coming from, the answer is different. Okay? So, the, the right, right, the, the conservative right, the religious right, when this issue of biology, when this issue of, of gender identity comes up and binary, non-binary, if you listen closely, they are only looking at it from a biological perspective. They're saying a woman has a vagina and she has a certain chromosome uh, type of um, uh, alignment or you know a certain set of chromosomes and she can bear children okay so they're they're looking at it biologically a man has a penis he doesn't he can't have children he <laughs> right and it's from that perspective are they right of course they're right Biologically, if that's the way you're looking at gender, then that's how you would answer the question, what is a woman? Well, if I'm being asked in front of, you know, a congressional hearing like Kajani Brown Jackson was, that's what I would have said. Well, if you're asking me what is a woman from a biological standpoint, I would say a woman can have children and she's got a certain set of chromosomes and she has a vagina. There you go. If you're asking me what a man is, he's got a dick. Okay, so is that right? Of course that's right. But that's not the way the trans community is thinking of this. The trans community is not talking about biology. They're talking about energetics. They're talking about feelings. They're talking about emotion. They're talking about their psychology. 
And what the trans community is saying is that even if I might have a male body or if someone has a female body, that sometimes the, 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 the male doesn't feel like a man. Sometimes the female doesn't feel like a woman. Sometimes the male doesn't feel like either one. Right? So I just recently saw a little video of someone who was trying to, they were, they were trying to explain this to people and maybe even explain it to children in a classroom, which again is a controversy I'm not going to get into. But when I listened to this person say that sometimes boys don't feel like boys, sometimes girls don't feel like girls, sometimes they feel like both, sometimes they feel like neither, do you hear the word that they're using? They're using the word feel. So what the trans community is saying is, regardless of the equipment that I have in my body, I don't feel like my my feeling identity doesn't match my biological identity. And they're right about that. There are people who might have a male biology, but they don't feel masculine. And a, people have, you know, a kind of a, a, a female biology, but they don't feel feminine. Some of them report they don't feel like either, or some feel like both. And that it can change from one day, one week to another. This week I feel like a woman. This week I feel like a man. Now, my, my, my gender is fluid. It's non-binary. It's not just I'm a, a boy or I'm a girl. But they are talking about how it feels inside of them. They're not talking about their physical biology. If they are, they're insane. Okay? It's just, they're just wrong. If a trans person says, no, biologically, I'm not male or female, they're just wrong. Okay? Sorry. But when the people on the right say, when you, when you talk about you don't feel like your biological gender, you're wrong. I'm like, no, 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 you're wrong about that. And so this is where a little bit of a discussion of the masculine-feminine dynamic comes in. And this is maybe how, since this is a the Attracting Lasting Love podcast, we often have conversations about the masculine-feminine energies because they are the, the aspect of attraction in a relationship. But how are we to understand the masculine-feminine energies? Well, sort of in the way I just described it. They are not masculine and feminine genders. They are energies. In other words, for decades and decades of people talking about the masculine-feminine dynamic, it's always been known that both of those energies exist within all of us. Okay? I'm heterosexual, but I have a feminine side. Okay? So the masculine feminine are universal energies that exist within every human being. Now, usually that 
the person with a male body is more identified with the masculine than the feminine. And usually the person with a feminine, you know, a female body is more identified with the feminine energy, but not always. There are some women who are more identified with the masculine. I don't know Hillary Clinton, but she feels like she's more identified with the masculine energy than she is the feminine. I don't know um, Steven Tyler, the lead singer of Aerosmith, but he appears to be a man who's more identified with the feminine energy. If you see the way he presents himself and the 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 way he dresses and that kind of thing. So the masculine feminine is not really about gender. They're energies. And that's a little bit of what, what the trans community is trying to get the people on the right to understand is that regardless of the biology, they don't necessarily feel the same as their biology. And they simply want that respected. They simply want to be heard. When they say, okay, I might have a male body or a female body, I don't feel that way. And I want you to call me by what I feel I am. So I want you to use certain pronouns. The pronouns might not match the biology, but they match my psychology. They match my energetics. They, they match what I feel is my emotional identity and they just want us to respect that. They want us to hear that. They want us to have some understanding that the way they feel is different from the way their body appears physically. Do you get that? Do you get how both sides are right? Depending on what perspective you're speaking from. So even if you talk to the trans community about the masculine feminine, they're going to bristle at that because that sounds too binary. It sounds too limiting. They would say that there's a real spectrum there and I could feel 90% masculine, 10% feminine or 80, 20 or 60, 40 or, right? And they, they, they would say that there's, there's a fluidity in even if they even granted the idea of masculine feminine, a lot of, I think people in the trans community wouldn't even grant the idea that the masculine feminine even exist. Okay. And that I think is an overreaction to how much they want to be understood that their emotions and their psychology and their feelings are different from their bodies. So I, I think a lot, a lot of trans people would feel even limited by having this masculine feminine discussion. Um, however, if they understood that it, we're talking about energetics, then I think they would say, oh, okay, well, that's kind of what we're saying here is that my energetics don't match my biology. And so both sides are right. right? So Kajani Brown Jackson could have said when she was being questioned, 
She said, well, if you're asking me biologically, this is what a woman is. This is what a man is. Okay? Boom. It's true. But if you're asking me about psychology or emotion or the way a person feels, well, then that's a whole different story. Now it's hard to define what a woman is because no one has the same feelings. Everyone has a a different sense of who they feel like they are. So now you can't nail it down. I'm a little bit woman. I'm a little bit man. I mean, I mean, it, I'm neither, I'm both, I'm all over the spectrum, depending on how I might feel. And from an, a psychological perspective, from that feeling perspective, again, when you listen to them talk, they're going to say, sometimes a little boy might not feel like a little boy. Sometimes a little girl might not feel like a little girl or a, a teenager or an adult. Sometimes they feel like both. Sometimes they feel like neither. How can you argue with that? If a person says, if they have a like a male body, they have a penis and they say, I don't feel like a man. I don't. I don't feel like a man. How are you going to argue with them on that? They're saying something that's inarguable because they're saying something that they feel. Now, if they say I'm, I am biologically a woman when I, when they have a penis, then you could you know, then you could say, well, okay, come on, right? But they're really not saying that. If they are, they're insane, right? But the trans people are not saying, they're not talking about biology. They want their feelings to be respected and to be heard. So there you go. So both sides are right, but but neither side is completely right. Do you get that? So if the people on the right sort of, could open up to this idea of psychology, this idea of energetics. They would say, oh, okay, I get you. I respect that. I'll call you by whatever pronoun you want because that's how you feel. That's how you identify. And that's, that's fine. And the trans community could have some understanding and some healing toward, you know, the left side could have some healing to the right when they understand, oh, they're only seeing this biologically. They're only seeing this from like a physical perspective. So no wonder why they're, they're transphobic, you could say, or anti-trans because they're just seeing it from that perspective. And from that perspective, they've got a point. But from my perspective, I have a point. And so both of us are right. But if we are limited to our own perspective, neither one is completely right. Okay? But now there's even another perspective to take. And this other perspective, the spiritual perspective, makes both sides wrong. (laughs) The spiritual perspective is that identity is an illusion completely. There is that who we are, we're not biological creatures. We're not energetic or psychological creatures. We are spiritual creatures 
and spirit doesn't have identity. Consciousness doesn't have identity. The Buddhists call consciousness emptiness, right? So from the spiritual perspective, identity is not real. Now, believe it or not, the religious right should know this because even in their book, the Bible, in the book of Galatians, I believe, it says that there is no male or female. There is no slave or free. There is no Jew. There is no Gentile. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. What that's saying is, on the deepest level, there is not man and woman. There is not black and white. There is not straight or gay. There is not Jew and Gentile. There's none of that. On the spiritual level, we are one. There is no identity. Spirit doesn't have a vagina. Spirit doesn't have a penis. The masculine and feminine are not separate. They are one. So people that have been engaged in spiritual practice, meditation, have discovered something called non-duality or Advaita is the word I think in Sanskrit. And the idea is there is no self. That when you look deeply for who you think you are, you can't find a self. That there is no, like there is no self that lives behind your eyes in the center of your head. There, there is no identity. Now, this is too deep for me to go into here, you know, in a, in a real descriptive way. Um, other than to say that who we take ourselves to be is nothing more than a combination of thoughts and memories and sensations and feelings. But when you look very closely for who you are, when you look deeply, well, who am I? You recognize that you are not the body. How do you know you're not the body? Because if your leg got cut off, or if you were to go through some sort of transition surgery, you still feel like the same person. Right? If someone someone loses their leg or loses their arm, it, they still feel like the same person. If someone were to transition, okay, they're changing, their, their, they're sort of trying to change their biology to match that ever-present sense within. Okay, so you're not your body. You're not your thoughts because... Your thoughts come and go. You're not your emotions because emotions come and go. Right? So who are you? Ramana Maharshi, a famous Indian teacher that died around 1950, I think, used to help people discover their true identity by doing a practice that was called not this, not that, or neti, neti in the Sanskrit. And what he simply asked people 
was to was to ask yourself, am I this or not? Right? Am I the body? Is it so? By a process of elimination, when you recognize that you're not your body, that you're not your changing thoughts, you're not your changing emotions, you're not your changing sensations. What you what you discover is you can't find a self. You can't find the you that you think you are. And so what you're left with is the sort of the recognition that you are the consciousness. You are that which is aware of the body, of the thoughts, of the sensations, of the feelings. You are that which is aware of how your energy doesn't match your biology. But you are not the energy and you're not the biology. You are the awareness that is prior to it all. You are consciousness. Okay? So on the spiritual level, your identity is consciousness that doesn't have gender or energetics or biology or any of that. So if I was Kajani Brown Jackson and I was sitting in front of the Congress and they were saying, what is a woman? I would say, well, if you're asking me spiritually, I would say there is no woman. There is no man. There is no straight. There is no gay. There's no black. There's no white. Who I am is consciousness. That all there is, is consciousness. So spiritually, you have an identity as consciousness. Energetically, you can have an identity based upon however you feel. Biologically, you have an identity based upon the equipment that your body is made up with. So right there, those three perspectives, I think can, they can help you make sense. Next time you're, you're watching CNN or Fox or something on Twitter or Facebook and there's some sort of debate around this issue, listen closely and you'll see that they're having an argument and they're, they're not talking about the same thing, but they're, they think they are. The right's going to be talking about biology. And the left and the trans community is talking about energetics and feelings. And they're, they think they're talking about the same thing and they're going to argue until they're blue in the face and neither side will ever understand the other because they're not coming from the same perspective. But then all the spiritual teachers, and by the way, this the way I just described spirit and consciousness, this, you know, I'm not saying like I'm the only one who thinks this way. Ask any of them. Michael Singer, Eckhart Tolle, Byron Katie, Ramana Maharshi. Ask any of them that on the deepest level, are you male or female? Are you him or her? Are you black or white? Are you straight or gay? And all of them will say, no, on the, on the deepest level, There is no identity at all. Identity is an illusion. It just appears this way. But when you look deeply and you you practice meditation and you go beneath the surface, you, you begin to see that identity is a complete illusion. So I think this can bring some healing, at least 
when we know that we're not talking about the same thing from the same perspective. And maybe people on the right could say, oh, if you're talking about feelings, well, then I grant that you might feel like anything. And that's okay if you feel like anything. You want me to call you by a certain pronoun? I will. I respect you. And the trans community can say, well, if you're talking about biology, if that's the only perspective you have of this, well, then I can see why you think that we're crazy. So maybe this can bring some healing. When we recognize that gender is really changes depending on what perspective you have, biology, psychology, or spirituality. So I, I, I just hope that that right there is, at least it gives you something to think about. If you, di- if you disagree, let me know. If, and, there, and by the way, there's a really strong chance that um, I could be misinformed with some of this. Right, So I'm not saying that I'm right about all this. Um, it does seem to make sense to me, given the way I see the world and the experiences I've had. You know, So my mind tells me this is an accurate way to frame these things and the best way to create harmony and healing so we can all understand each other and quit fighting about it, right? Um, but... I could be missing something completely, something I'm totally not aware of. So I offer it just as a conscious perspective on the gender identity issue, not the perspective as if this is the end all be all, you know, there is nothing more to be said thing. Okay. So that's my take. I I hope it helps. I'd love to hear your feedback on all of this. And um, in our next podcast, we will get more back to being on brand and be talking about aspects associated with attracting lasting love. And until then, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.